My name's Emily Martin, and I'm taking you behind the scenes to talk to equine artists from around the world. This is Artist Unlocked. Welcome back, everybody. It is now episode seven of Artist Unlocked. We are trucking through season one. This week's guest is Harriet of Walnut Lane Studios. Harriet and I have been Instagram buddies for a while now, pretty much since the beginning of both of our accounts, and so it was really great to have her on. Harriet creates beautiful finish work, so I'm really excited for you guys to see that in today's episode. Definitely, if you're listening, go ahead and head over either to her Instagram or just this YouTube episode to view all of the visuals that I'm gonna have along with this episode. Just a quick disclaimer about the episode. This was one of the older interviews that I was doing, and if you remember from episode one, I had to have the questions as voiceovers with like a little title slate because I had recorded the interview on Skype, and for some reason, Skype messes up my audio, but not the guest audio, luckily, um, which is very fixable. But again, this is one of those older interviews that was recorded through Skype as well, so I will have to kind of revert back to that format for this Skype interview. So if you hear less back and forth with this episode, that's why, but you guys are still going to get all of Harriet's lovely tips that she gives throughout the episode. Definitely go ahead and subscribe to the show's YouTube channel if you aren't already. And if you'd like to listen to the show instead, the show is also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Introduce yourself. Tell us about you. So I'm Harriet Lansley, the face behind Walnut Lane Studio, um, based in the UK. I'm probably most known for my finish work, um, using my airbrush, but I'm starting to do a bit more re-sculpting and things. And I've been in the hobby since about 2012, I think. So a little while. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Tell us about your journey into the hobby. So when I was like really little, as I'm sure most of us, like we went around horses a little bit whenever I went like to the toy shop I was like mom can you buy me a plastic horse (laughs) Um, (laughs) so I had a whole load like when I was really tiny Um, and then I think I got probably teenage years and I suddenly realized I had all of these plastic horses or models whatever you want to call them and I didn't know what to do with them so I had a quick look online just to see what was out there and I realized there was like a whole community based around them so I started painting I asked for Brian to Christmas because they aren't overly popular over here, they're really hard to come by. So there was that, I started showing, and all that side. Um, and then I think it was around then I started Instagram, so sharing all the stuff I was doing, started building like a little community there. Um, and then at that point I think it was time to go to university, so it all had to take a little bit on the back burner. Um, but I studied model design with special effects, so it's kind of like film work, prop making, so I did a lot of that kind of stuff. So actually I was still building my sculpting skills, my painting and all that stuff. I also learnt CAD and printing stuff, so yeah, and then I graduated in the summer, so yeah. And now I've just yeah. dived head first and we're, we're back again, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I'm actually a film major myself. I graduate in the fall, so that's, that's awesome. Too. Yeah. How did you start customizing? Did you just jump right in and buy an airbrush? No, it was, it was a really slow process because I was studying art at the time, so I had like lots of paint around me. Um, and I had, yeah, 
just these horses everywhere. So I was like, I just picked one up, had a bit of primer, I think. I just sprayed it down. And um, yes, just started just cr using acrylics. And then after a few months, I discovered the whole pastelling side. So I started doing bits of that. It was actually a few years before I bought my airbrush. So, and I yeah. built, made sure to build up all the skills because obviously they're so helpful because you build, learn how to put the colors on, where they live, all that kind of stuff. And it's really important, I think. What's your favorite and least favorite aspect of the hobby? Oh, that's a tricky one. Favorite for sure. Like the community's amazing. Everyone's so helpful, like, and so supportive. Um, least favorite? Not really. I think it's pretty great. I think the only thing is obviously I'm over the pond. <laughs> but <laughs> right. we've got such a great got such a great hobby presence over here so it's, it's not too much of a worry really but yeah it's just such a lovely community and there's so many stories like people helping each other out and when people really need some help they're always there so it's yeah. been really lovely. What are your favorite memories or experiences so far in the hobby? First one was I think it's one or two years that I've been in the hobby and Utterly Horse used to have a thing called the Hullabaloo yeah. so it was like a three-day celebration um, and I was still think mid-teens and I went my parents drove me all the way up and <laughs> I went and like spent days doing like workshops and painting and showing and just making friends and buying horses and all that stuff and I decided to save up my money and buy one really nice horse so I bought the really lovely horse and I put like a couple of pounds in like the raffle yeah um and then I completely forgot about it and I spent <laughs> the rest of the day just doing whatever and I think it was like mid-afternoon I was painting stable mates with my mum in like the tent next door and this yeah. girl came in saying oh I haven't I haven't won the raffle and it was this number and my face just like dropped <laughs> oh. and I was like mum I think it's me and like I was completely speechless I was like raff like rifling through my purse and like, it was I won the ticket and you could not get a word out of me for like weeks I was so happy awesome. and it was and it was just such a lovely because no one was when when I like went up to collect it, no one was like, oh, she won it, this, that, and the other. Everyone was like so excited for me and like to just come into the hobby as well. It was lovely. Yeah. Um, and another one, hmm. it's got to be, because like I said, my it took me a while to buy my airbrush, my first one, and I couldn't get on with it at all. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I, yeah, I tried it for like months, I think, on and off, like picking up one, got really frustrated, put it down, and it like sat in the back of my cupboard for like half a year. I was like, I'm not doing this. I'd rather yeah. go back to pastelling. I'll get there. It'll be fine. Some people are amazing at it. And um, I decided to buy myself a really lovely resin, my first resin. I was like, I'm going to try it again. So I picked up the airbrush. I painted this horse as quick as I could because I'd like a show the next week, I think. So I painted, I think it was a little donkey. I painted her up and I took her along to the show, really proud, like, look at me what I've done. <laughs> um, and I put her into like the exotic class and she's the only one in there. So of course she came first. I was like, woo, but thought nothing of it. Um, and my dad had driven me up. So I was like, dad, what should I call her? I'm like, no hesitation. He's like, splodge. I was like, great. <laughs> little yeah. spotty donkey. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, put it back on the table. And then I put it back in to the resin championships of all the first place horses and it won. And I was like, I completely couldn't believe it. And and then like I had to put it into obviously the overall Supremes and I was so nervous. And I like couldn't even look. I was like, just put it in, walk away. And she got, I think it was reserved to reserve Supreme. 
of that oh. show and I was like I haven't looked back since like <laughs> yeah, keep amazing. on going but yeah it took me a long while to get there <laughs> what's your studio workspace like well at the moment <laughs> I've just moved house so the last house I had like a workspace I said I'm like at the garage so like I've open doors airflow and all that stuff and we've just moved into a new house so I'm currently sat where I paint in a bedroom with a fold-out camping table, painting away with my compressor sat on some loo roll at the moment <laughs> to muffle the noise for the rest of the house. But yeah, I'm currently working on getting a new workspace up, but it takes time and actually you can paint anywhere. It's just, it's easier if you do have a dedicated space. But yeah, just perseverance. <laughs> you mentioned airbrushing, which is obviously acrylics. Is that the primary medium you work in? Um, I tend to, yeah, so I buy special airbrush acrylics or just airbrush paint. I find mine is slightly oil-based, so they have a slightly longer cure time, which is quite nice, it's a bit more movable. Um, but yeah, I'm currently looking at using earth pigments and things just to obviously add a bit more depth to my work, make it a bit more interesting. But yeah, I tend to primarily, everything's base coated with an airbrush and acrylics at the moment. So yeah, yeah. but I'm looking at moving into oils and things because they just look so amazing. Yes, <laughs> so I what are your favourite tools to use? Um, I think, yeah, because I obviously use my airbrush. Um, I use a lot... Oh, it's tricky. I've got some... I can't have to describe them, I've got them to hand. They're like like a paintbrush, but they've got like a little silicon tip. Yes, I use I them a lot for sculpting. Yeah, I think they're called clay shapers, but I'm not sure. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I use them for sculpting just because I find them easier to clean as well. So obviously a lot of tools, it all gets stuck in there. You're never getting it out, but they're quite good for cleaning and things like that. Airbrushing, I tend to use Niwata, which I know is higher end, um, but it's one of those things I find if you make a really good investment early on, it's something that will last you. I mean, I've still got my airbrush from when I started painting with an airbrush, which I think was 2015, maybe earlier. And I bought a higher level one more recently, about four or five years later. Um, but actually, I keep on going back to the original one and it's lasted me. It's really good. It's easy to clean. I really stick by it. It's, yeah, I think it's just really important to buy decent quality tools when you yeah. can, obviously. Have you had any issues with your airbrush or needing to take it apart? Um, I find with both of them, I have to take them. I don't take them apart very often, but when I have a really deep clean, obviously I take everything out of it and clean it all down, which has also made me really aware of like how it works, which is really handy so like, you can see which bits are going wrong. And But yeah, it's you have to take them apart occasionally, but it's, it's worth it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are your favorite and least favorite skills to work in? Oh, that's tricky. I don't have, I wouldn't say I have a least favourite skill, I like painting like everything, trust me, like give me anything horse shaped, I'll paint it. Um, but I'd say I like the larger ones for like the amount of detail you can get in. I really enjoy sitting there and doing all the dapples and like spending hours on it. But I also really enjoy like painting a little one, it's so refreshing just to, after you've done like a really big horse, it's really heavy on your wrist, like all that stuff. And then just like, getting a little one in and getting all everything you've learned from like the big one and putting into the little one. I find that really rewarding. Um, yeah. But I think if I had to like recommend, if that makes sense, if I had to recommend to anyone like what scale to paint, 
and what would be my like ultimate I'd probably say a little bit so like yeah. Schleich scale because I think they're really lovely like, in between size you can get a lot of detail in them still but as someone who's like learning to paint they're a little bit quicker to paint and you can really see what you're doing and they're not too tiny that you can't get the detail in that you need and learn from them so that would be my like yeah go to <laughs> What would your tips be for anyone looking to get into airbrushing? I think, think the number one thing is practice and like patience. Yeah. <laughs> because airbrushing is very frustrating. Um, lots of people try it and just can't get on with it. And it's one of those things you've really got to persevere. Um, and actually painting, I find it's kind of like a muscle. Like the more you practice, you can really build that up. You learn exactly where things need to go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I started with like I said, just hand painting acrylics and pastels. And actually I found that I learned a lot of the things I needed to through painting that. I learned all these transferable skills like how to build up the layers, um, where different highlights need to go and all that stuff. So actually when I moved on to an airbrush, I didn't have to learn all that. It kind of came with me. Um, but I think the most important thing is to print off references, <laughs> like work yeah. from real horses, That's because cool. actually, I'm still learning myself and I'm still surprised when I print off a reference I'm like oh that bit of shading's there on that horse but on this other horse it isn't and I think yeah just things like that are really important so that it really affects what you actually get as an outcome but yeah I think that would be my, my main tips really <laughs> and I think like yeah the most important thing a bit of advice for like people coming into the hobby is actually we're all still learning um, I think it's very easy to see like people who've really done really well and have these amazing models it's like actually we're still learning things from what we do and it's yeah it's a whole process and everyone can always keep on going and get better and better and yeah it's important to know that actually we all started at the same place what's one thing you'd like to see more of in the hobby um oh that's a really tricky one it really is um because it's such like i said before it's such like an amazing hobby and community and there's so much out there um and i feel no matter what you want to see more of someone's doing it <laughs> you know it's there's a lot of stuff out there I think the one thing I've noticed that's starting to come up recently that I really enjoyed like seeing is collaborative projects um where you watch one sculptor do all the sculpting and then like a couple of months later you see another artist you follow like doing all the paintwork for it and nice. it's really lovely to see like two separate artists actually coming together for one project I've really enjoyed that and I'm also really enjoying um, the lot of challenges coming up at the moment. Because I, I mean, I host them occasionally, but it's seeing everyone like posting a picture every day of different themes and really challenging themselves. And that's really lovely to see too. And I think, yeah, the more of that we do, the, the greater it's going to become really. Overall, what does the hobby mean to you? I think I probably highlighted in previous questions, but it's definitely the sense of community um everyone helping each other out and just being supported by one another it's really important and yeah over the i don't know nearly 10 years i've been part of the community i've really built like a little community and group of friends and everyone really encourages each other and it's really lovely to see because it's like an like escape from the real world and like to sit down and connect with people from everywhere and just have a chat really <laughs> yeah yeah i totally agree what are your future goals I think for sure it's going to be getting myself a workspace sorted out. 
um, it's kind of important. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping to start doing a bit more tutorial stuff and supporting people with their own work. So if they've got like questions about what they're doing and I feel I can help them out, more that side of things. Um, and my definite major goal is to get into sculpting a bit more because I have the moulding and casting skills. I've got some anatomy and like biomechanics down, but I just need to really build on that because I've been doing re-sculpts and things at the moment. So it's just a case of just going for it and biting the bullet, but I'll get there. <laughs> yeah, it's daunting for sure. <laughs> Plug yourself and your work. What can people be looking forward to from you in the future? Um, well, I mean, the basics are you can find me on Instagram and Facebook um, under the name Walnut Lane Studio. Um, like I mentioned before, I'm currently hosting a challenge um, for the duration of May and it's people to just challenge themselves really. I've put a, like a loose theme of summertime. Um, so that could be the final photo or the work that you put in, but it's about really challenging yourself with painting and sculpting and just creating something no matter what it looks like at the end, just giving everything a go and seeing what you can achieve. Um, because I just really enjoy sharing everyone's progress. Like I'm making sure to put everything on my story when people have made something and each step of the way, just so everyone can see what people are getting up to really. Um, yeah. It certainly gives us something to focus on at the moment when we're all stuck inside. Uh -huh. <laughs> so um, and I have recently launched a website as well. So you can find that under walnutlanestudio.com. So there'll be examples of my work, um, just lots of information about what I do really and just seeing what I'm up to at the moment. If you can't obviously access me on Instagram or Facebook. Um, and apart from that, um, my commissions are open. <laughs> yeah, go check her out, guys. <laughs> and I'll yeah, definitely I'm currently link. booking. I think I'm currently booking for summer, so that's cool. <laughs> yeah, and I'll definitely link all those things below and probably have them pop up on the screen somewhere too. So wonderful, thank you. All right, guys, that was the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to Harriet and all of the lovely advice that she has. I really enjoyed having her on the show. I will have all of Harriet's links below in the description, her social media handles, as well as her website, and definitely keep an eye on her Instagram and Facebook for if she hosts another challenge again. Obviously, the one that she talks about in the episode was back in May when we were filming this, so obviously that one's not going on anymore, but I think she definitely plans to host more in the future, so definitely head over there to keep up to date with that. Stay tuned for next week's episode featuring Briar Customs 19. She's an up and coming artist that I myself just recently discovered in the last couple of months. So I'm really hoping that you guys will watch her episode because she's a super talented artist and definitely deserves all of the love. If you want to stay up to date with me and get some more behind the scenes content related to the show, definitely go ahead and follow me on my Instagram. It's Frost Studios Equine Art. That's all I have for you guys today. Thanks so much for watching and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.